You are listening to the Taking Back You podcast, hosted by Danny carter Riddens. Taking Back You is a witty, authentic, and sometimes sarcastic show for young mamas who are trying to reclaim themselves while fully entrenched in motherhood. Hello, 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 and welcome back. This is Taking Back You podcast, and I am Danny Carter Iddens, your host today and always. Thank you so, so much for jumping back on listening to this, our third episode. I'm so excited because today's topic is one that I have talked about um, on my Facebook page um, a lot. If you don't know, I do a... um, weekly Monday morning motivation through my Facebook page and one of the topics we always talk about or I always talk about is self-care and that's because I just think self-care is so important but self-care has you know kind of like a stigma behind it because um you know it's it's usually portrayed as like you know just like a bunch of women being you know negligent of their children and you know taking bubble baths with candles and you know watching tv and eating bonbons and soap operas and all that good stuff and watching soap operas but listen I'll be honest with you I love a soap opera um actually I'm a days of our lives fan I have been since like 1990s 1985 or 1996 um so like I was obsessed then I'm still obsessed my family is like please stop making us watch days of our lives um there was a while there actually during um uh, the Sydney era when Sydney was kidnapped um back when Sammy and EJ were still on the show that my husband (laughs) his game because he started um this was before we had children so I think this was before we were even married or we might have just been married. I can't remember. But his game was always that um, every time they said the name Sydney, he would take a drink. So <laughs> he figured out how to make fun um, as well. But, you know, you know, all joking aside, when we think about self-care, we usually think of it as being, you know, um, something that we're doing only for ourselves, something that, you know, um, like I said, might be neglectful to our children or to our spouses or, you know, whatever, that we're only thinking of ourselves when we think of self-care. But the problem with that is that, you know, um, these thoughts make us feel super selfish. And we're not. There's nothing wrong with needing to practice self-care. There's nothing wrong with needing to take some time to take care of yourself so that you can be the best, you know, mom, spouse, whatever that you need to be. If we're not focusing on our kids 24-7, that's okay. I know that's like probably um, breaking a great law. I don't know of what, but yeah, like it's not okay. You know, like back in, um, even like when we were kids, like I've said before, I'm 34 years old um, and, you know, parenting is very different now. Um, And and even even the the way we describe it, like now we call it, um, you know, say like, oh, child rearing. So the emphasis now is on, you know, the importance of the child, whereas, you know, back in the, um, you know, early 90s, 80s and beyond, beyond, it was called parenting. So the 
emphasis was on the parents and now the emphasis is on the child. And, you know, yes, children are amazing. They're super important. I love them. I love my son. But the problem is, is that by putting our 100%, you know, um, emphasis on children, we are forgetting that, like, we are also people that, like, need things (laughs) too. So, you know, when we hear words like self-care, they make us feel really, you know, like, I always say like made me feel itchy they made me feel like you know like well I don't know if I should be talking about self-care because like then that sounds like I'm not a good mom you know because I want to do something for me well let me let me help you out with this I'm going to share something with you my good friends who are listening to this they can attest to this I say this all of the time but you cannot pour from an empty cup and say it one more time because I need it to get in your soul. You can't pour from an empty cup. You cannot give 100%, 100% of the time. You just can't. It's not possible. If you keep giving 100%, 100% of the time, eventually you're going to get to zero. It's not doable to give and give and give and give and give and never take time to refill your cup and never take time to refill yourself. I call it getting back to 100. Make sense? One of my good friends, she's actually um, at the table that I lead in MOPS. She shared with us a few weeks ago that she feels guilty because she's not able to be engaged with her son all the time. She's pregnant and she's in her first trimester and she's super tired and she just like can't. We've all been there. We know, we know, we know. We're moms. We know. And so she feels really bad because she can't, you know, like literally she can't, like she's trying to stay awake. (laughs) Like we're not at like, you know, um, she's not like, she's not even making a choice at this point. Like she just can't stay awake. You know how your hormones, your body, first trimester. I don't even remember my first trimester. I'm be honest with you, but from according to Jim, I just slept the whole time. So, you know, like that's a, that's a hard time when you're making a human. So that's why I told her, I said, girlfriend, you're making a human. Your body is literally building a human. So if you got to sleep, I think that's okay. I'm pretty sure that's all right because you're making a human, but she still feels guilty. We all do. You know, I I hear the words coming out of my mouth, but I, you know, if I'm being 100, if I had to be honest, if I was in the exact same situation, I'm not sure I wouldn't feel the same way as she does. So we have all these things that we believe self-care are and they're not really. So I'm going to tell you what self-care really is. And this was... um, and like a stirring revelation to me because I got to be honest with you, I was one of those people that was, you know, very anti-self-care. Um, I, when I first uh, had my son, I just, you know, felt very compelled to not really, you know, step out <laughs> into the world. I shared this in, you know, my last episode. I didn't feel like anyone else understood my situation. Anyone else knew what I was feeling. And I felt like really, you know, my only job in this life was to, you know, be a mom to my son. And so I like closed myself off from a lot of things. And that's not good. Self-care 
is this. It's giving yourself the love that you freely give to other people. It's understanding that it's okay to do you. And like, you know, I think um, probably the the thing that we, you know, the problem we have with like the bubble baths and the watching TV and the luxuriating and all this is that, you know, it feels very indulgent, doesn't it? It feels very like, oh, well, she's, you know, doing that. And, and we almost get like a false sense of like, you know, um, Shiro here female hero, Shiro, that we can do, you know, all the mom things and we don't have to take time for ourselves. Like we are being conditioned to believe that not taking care of ourselves is what makes us strong. Like, isn't that crazy? That's how they got it. They got us, man. They got us. We are thinking to ourselves that we are strong because we don't rest. We have to give ourselves the love that we give other people. If for no other reason, then we can't keep giving out love if we don't refill our love tank, I guess, as it were. You have to take time to get back to you. That's that's why I call my, you know, my company, my brand, Taking Back You. It's not built out of selfishness. It's built out of love. Because once you learn how to take back you, then you have the energy, the ability, the time to be there for the people that you love, for the people in your life. You know, and in doing this, you know, taking back you getting back to you it doesn't have to like you know be like grand gestures like i said or or great indulgences you know um you can take a shower (laughs) taking a shower it does wonderful things for the common mother it really does the cure for the common mom is taking a shower it really is because uh you know especially like at the beginning of you know especially first baby or really the beginning of any baby, but really your first baby, because your first baby, you have no idea what's going on. Um, you know, you uh, consider showering like a great feat that you remember doing quite often, but have found yourself unable to, you know, figure out how now that you have this other human being that, you know, counts on you for everything. You can play music that you like. Um, I'll, I'll be honest with you. I am, um, I, I've said this before, but I'm a big, like, I'm a big music person. And I mean, yeah, I'm a dancer, so like, duh. But like, like, you know, how, you know, the music that I listen to dictates my mood. So if I just want to kind of pick myself up, I play some, you know, I play, usually I play Justin Bieber or Britney Spears. There's not, listen, there's not a lot of depth there, but doggone it, they make some good music. I just, listen, I'm... <sighs> Love me some Britney. I do. I love me some Britney. Since I was like 12. Like, seriously. That's my happy place. I'll be honest with you. It's my happy place. And listen, I'm not saying that these are, you know, great works of musical art here. But they're, they're catchy. 
They make me feel good. They make me dance. They make me happy. What's wrong with it? You, you can read. You know, I, I, I shared with you before, I read two to three books a week. And that ain't because I'm sitting around trying to just, you know, be the smartest girl in the room. Heck, you know, all that's for my sanity. That's for my, just straight up for my sanity, because when I read, I get to immerse myself in someone else's life, someone else's problems where I am of no consequence. That's why I like soap operas, because they got a whole bunch of problems on soap operas. Real And you know, okay, let's take like two seconds to talk about soap operas, because I, I always laugh. Um, like I said, I've been watching soap operas since I was like 11, 12 years old. And the best thing ever is, if you watch soap operas like I do, then you know this, but the best thing about soap operas, besides watching them, is trying to explain to someone who doesn't watch the soap opera that you watch what's going on. Because you'll never hear anything more <laughs> ridiculous than when you try to explain them. You're like, oh no, you see what happened was is that Steve got a bionic eye, and he was actually selling government secrets through his bionic eye, but he didn't know that. So then he, like it sounds ridiculous, but... What's awesome about it is that it's ridiculous and it allows you to kind of like escape. It allows you to kind of, you know, get out of reality for a second and just, you know, like I said, be part of a story that is of no real consequence to you or the people that you love. You read the Bible. The Bible has some great stories in it. And they're very applicable. And that's the thing about the Bible. The Bible is a, is, is an interesting uh, you know, book because it is like it was written like back in the day, but the stories are for now. That that it's very interesting how that works. You can you know how how many of you um, I've shared this before. I'm a Christian, but how many of you have gone to uh, church and whatever your pastor was talking about applied to you? Exactly. And you're like, how? How did you do that, God? I mean, what? Open your Bible. I think there's a whole ministry on that called Open Your Bible. There's a reason. Another way to practice self-care, you guys, is to ask for help. Ask for help. Admit that you can't do everything. Admit it. It's okay. Like, that's, that's the first step, is admitting that you can't do everything. It really is, you know, okay to ask for help. And you know what? I, I've shared this before on my, um, you know, my Monday morning motivations. I shared this before that most of the time um, when we ask for help, someone helps us. Most of the time. I mean, like, uh, geez, I, you know... Uh, Dang near, I would say, let me give it, let me give you some real numbers here. I would say 95% of the time when I've asked for help, someone has helped me. 95%. So what I think is weird is that we don't ask for help more often because people are willing to help. You know, we have people all the time that are like, okay, well, let me know if you need anything. And you say, okay, <laughs> and you have no intention of asking them to do anything for you. Why is that? 
Why are we so afraid to ask for help? Why are we so afraid to wave the white flag and be like, help, oh my gosh, it's, it's just, it is terrible. This is not working. It's not good. Why are we so afraid of that? Why do we feel like we have to be a hero all the time? Why do we feel like we have to be Johnny on the spot 101 all the time? Like, why do we feel like that? A, a real, uh, you know, a, a real hero. And I'm pulling this, my... <laughs> okay, so I'm a boy mom, so I watch a lot of, like, DC comics and stuff like that. Um, and we watch a lot of Flash. We're a Flash. I, three things that are a constant in my life are Star Wars, which Star Wars is me. That's I, I shared that with my son. That was something that um, my grandma, who uh, passed away in April of 2015, that was... Our thing, we never missed a Star Wars premiere. Um, you heck, we 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 saw all three of those prequels in the movie theater. Lord, an opening week, it was a mess. But I mean, we saw we we saw. And if you're a Star Wars person, you know what I mean. We saw. We were there. Uh, we didn't miss an. Uh, we didn't miss an opening. Uh, we're we're a Spider Man family. My son absolutely loves Spider Man. Um, I used to love Spider Man until I watched Spider Man three. Uh, Toby Maguire, hashtag Toby Maguire, like back then. Um, I think I've seen that 3,000 times, and I, I used to love that movie, but now I, I just can't anymore. I just can't. Um, and But my son loves it, so Spider-Man it is. And then the final thing my son loves is The Flash. He loves The Flash. And so we watch The Flash, namely episode one of season one, a lot and so, you know, when you're like forced to do something a lot, you have to start to try to find like redeeming qualities because you're like, well, I'm just looking at this, so I'm going to have to learn how to like it. And so um, one of the things that I noticed about Flash is that, yes, he's a hero and um, he's a skinny white guy, which I, I, I do love a skinny white guy if you've ever seen my husband. Um, but the thing about Flash is that he is never afraid to ask for help when he needs it. And um, if you're part of the, if, if you know about Flash, you know about the whole like DC uh, universe, they have like every season, they have like crossovers where all the people in the DC births come and they help each other solve some great big problem that wasn't a problem like two weeks ago, but now we're all gonna die. And then it's over and we're happy again. Um, but that's like, you know, the big thing is that they're all heroes. They're all heroes, but they're all willing to ask for help when they need it. And I think as moms, you know, if we could if we could apply that same thing, we're all heroes. Yes, we are all heroes. We are raising tiny humans. And here's the deal, they don't go away. They might leave for a little bit. They might go to college, I'll be back. And then soon they'll like get married and, and bring you more tiny humans to take care of. We are heroes. Don't 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 get it twisted. And so we should be like Flash. We should ask for help when we need it because we need it. The last thing we can do is we cannot be afraid to say no. Say it. Say the word. Just say it right now. Seriously. No. And don't give an explanation. That's, that's the real strength. We have so many things 
to do all of the time. We can't possibly say yes to everything. And when we say no, it doesn't have to be mean. It doesn't have to be, you know, malicious. It just has to be honest. I can't. I can't right now. I'm going to have to say no. 2018 was my year of no. I mean, from about, oh gosh, March of 2018 through, yeah, through the end of 2018, I said no so many times. People would ask me to do things and I would just say no. The reason was not because I was like, no, ha, 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 It had nothing to do with that. It was because God put it on my heart that it was my time to rest. He put it on my heart that it was my time to be with my husband and my son more. Because before God put the word rest on my heart, I had been giving myself to a lot of other people that were not necessarily appreciative of my love, of my giving. And then I had nothing to give to the people who, you know, um, were in my home. (laughs) I would get uh, I I would get to the point where I was so stressed out I was having like stomach pains, and then when my husband would try to ask me about it I would like pop off at him and he's like wait a minute girl I didn't do nothing <laughs> you know, and and so after that God said no girl you got to go sit down somewhere, and so that's what I did I had to say no I had to say no there were so many things that people. And, you know, but but I'll tell you what, it gave me time and it gave me freedom to say yes to the right things. I was able to say yes to things that I had never been able to say yes to before because I said no to the things that didn't really need my time, need to, you know, need to take my time. What makes you strong is that you can admit that you need to rest. Um, I am in a Bible study right now where we're talking about uh, the five aspects of women. We are are like at the beginning. This is like second week. was today actually. And one of the things we talked about is how women, men and women, but we're talking about women because we're mamas, are made in the image of God. And so I was thinking and I'm like, oh, women are made in the image of God. You know, okay, we knew that, Genesis, boopity boop. But then I thought to myself, well, then there you go right there. That's the answer. We are made in the image of God. And what did God do after he created the world? He rested. So after we get done, you know, doing all the things, we need to rest. We need to take care of ourselves so that we can go out and do it again. If God can rest, (laughs) so can you. Seriously, if the creator of the world can take a day, you can take a shower. Seriously. It's okay to admit that you need to rest. It's okay to admit that you need help. 
that makes you strong. That's what strength is. That's where strength lies. Strength lies in asking for help, in saying no to the things that are going to put you over the edge. And, you know, help doesn't always have to be that, you know, you have somebody come in and watch your kids or wash your house or whatever. (laughs) Help could be, girls, we need to go to um, our Mexican spot here in Valpo is El Salto. Girl, I need to go to El Salto. I need a sangria stat. (laughs) Okay. That might be how you get help because you need a girl's night. You need a night with, you know, other moms or other women. Don't have to be moms. Other women. Women, we have a, we have a general plight. You know, we don't need to be moms in order to, you know, have our, have our plight. There's nothing wrong with taking some time to get back to you. There's no, there, there's nothing wrong with taking back you. As young women, we can't even like fathom. I think we have like a small understanding of it because, you know, we get dolls and we get our baby, our baby dolls, and like we take care of them, but we can't really like fathom what it's going to be like to be a mother. It is if there were more hours than and more days than 24-7, I feel like it's like 25-8. <laughs> like we are moms, like once we become mothers, and I don't just mean that a child, you know, by uh, natural birth or actually I don't like the word natural birth because I think anybody that um, is born is born and they need, they have mothers. And it doesn't mean that your mother has to be, you have to, you know, be a mother to a blood, you know, relation i'm saying mother like someone that you are a mother to so you know um however you 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 get your children once that happens you are a mother not just um until a certain age i don't even think honestly i don't even think it's up through death i think once even when you die you're still a mom you know because you're still somebody's mom. So this is what you are. You are a mother. You're a mother forever. Like, you're in. It's the coolest freaking club in the world. I'll tell you that much. It's an amazing club to be in. Membership. The membership fees, though. <laughs> They are steep. No, Um, you know, but the thing with being in this motherhood club is that because it's a club, you can, you know, say, hey, I need somebody to kick it in because I need to take a second. Cool thing about a club. You have a whole bunch of people who know what you're going through, who know where you are. Who've been there if they're not there right now or who will be there again soon. So you don't have to be ashamed. You don't have to be worried or concerned that you are not pulling your weight. I want you to really think about the idea that you have to give yourself the love you freely give to others.
when you do that, you're able to be there for the people that you love. When you take care of yourself, you're able to be there for the people that mean the most to you. So that when, you know, when they have their, you know, their time, their freak out, we all do. You can be there. You can kick in. You're like, okay. Um, my my best friend Lisa, we have we have times all the time where she's like, okay, well, this is you know, I'm freaking out now, <laughs> and I'm like, okay, we are in freak out mode. And then I have times where I'm like, okay, well, yeah, I I'm freaking out now, and she's like, cool, I know what to do. That's okay. Like you you, you need that. And then so, so you need that so when there's bad times, you can, you know, jump in. And then on the other side, when there's good times, you can partake. Because believe me, if you um, if you are like, you know, like confused about how to have a good time, let me know and I will help you because <laughs> I love to have fun. And I love to be with my friends and I love to be with my family and I love to do um, things that you know, bring me joy, that bring my, that bring the people in my life joy. And I love to do those things because I know that you have to, you have to take time for you. You have to take time to get back to you. I named my company Taking Back You, not Take Back You. I named my company Taking Back You because um, taking is present and progressive. So it's something that's constantly happening now and continually, continually happening as well. Blah, right? It's a process. And it changes. And what taking back you looks like all the time. It changes. But I just know that you cannot give 100%, 100% of the time. You just can't. So give yourself the love that you freely give to others. Take time to take care of you. Take time to take yourself back. Have a wonderful week and I'll talk to you soon. Thank you so much for listening. For more information on this and other episodes of Taking Back You, visit takingbackyou.com. And be sure to subscribe and share with your friends.